I'm just tired of all these commercials apologizing. I mean, they they got people out of the boondocks. They got everybody apologizing on these commercials. It's rather depressing, you know. You see these commercials and you're thinking, okay, we get the point. We know you're sorry. We know you're taking responsibility. <laughs> but when is it going to end? Uh, this past weekend, there's uh, the guy who's over the independent um, party that's going to be responsible for paying out claims. Uh, he's not affiliated with the government or with DP. He was on Fox Business News, and he was talking about uh, the process of claims. And he was very frank with. It. He says he's he's not he's not um, nobody. He's accountable only to the people, not to BP or to the government. It's an independent agency. Was it is good, I guess. You know, it's, it's good. And he he's really serious about making sure people get the money that they need, and you know, not making false claims. But I, I did hear this on the radio, <laughs> and it was actually made some news in New Orleans. There are strippers who have been filing claims because of loss of wages. Can you imagine that? A stripper falling, filing a claim <laughs> because they lost wages during this Gulf crisis now. I don't know what to say. I'm not even going to touch that, but I just thought it was funny that there are actually strippers filing claims and getting some money. <laughs> well, they may be out of work for a few weeks, but, hey, uh, I guess let me leave that alone. <laughs> I'm killing myself laughing over here. Uh, uh, chairman Michael Steele, who's the chairman of the Republican National Committee, is in the news again. Um, he's facing criticism for his comments on the Afghan war. Now, if you're not familiar with the comment, what Steele said was that Afghanistan is President Barack Obama's choosing, and it may be unwinnable. Um, now, we all know that President Bush is the one who initiated the war Right after 9-11, you know, he was the one who was hunting for bin Laden. And, well, here we are all these years later, and we still haven't gotten the guy. And it does appear unwinnable. I can understand where he comes from. But you got you got to understand, you know, I think those, those, he's catching a lot of slack from too many people about it. But, you know, I guess he needs to start learning to watch his words in so many ways. Um but there's an interesting thing about this. You have President Barack Obama and you have Michael Steele. Michael Steele, first black president, the chairman of the uh, National Republican Committee. President Barack Obama, first black president. <laughs> and both of them are catching hell from white people. Now, I'm not trying to be racist or offensive or anything. I'm just saying, you know, it's just amazing, you know. They just aren't liked by some white people. President Obama, you know, if you look at all the people who have been criticizing him since he's been in office, been mostly white people and got a couple of blacks who are out there criticizing. I'm not talking about policies. I'm just talking about just because, you know, some black folks just like drama. And and you have Chairman Steele who is catching slack from white people. And of all people, John McCain and Senator Lindsey Graham, these guys, come on now, they need to retire from the Senate anyway. I said it, I mean it. Hey, I'm a good Republican, but I still say that. Uh, you know, in a way, they're kind of hurting the efforts of the GOP to reach out to minorities by uh, saying dumb stuff. But then again, what do I know? Uh, <laughs> did I just say that? Yeah, I always wonder, you know, does it give us any hope? Ah, and last thing I want to talk about before we go into uh, this next segment here, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods. You would think the drama was over. You'd think all of this is going on. You know, he played so well in the Masters and all these other tournaments. But now his wife and he had settled for a divorce to the tune of $750 million. <laughs> That's a lot of food stamps. Uh, yeah. Now, that that uh, that is a lot of money, but it's going to keep her quiet, and he's not allowed to have any girlfriends with the, around the kids, <laughs> so this is going to be an interesting dilemma for his children. You know, daddy comes along, but he can't bring his girlfriend or his new wife, and well, she's getting money, but she can't talk about any other stuff that she knows about. So hey, the world is a funny place, but in the words of the great band War, the world is a ghetto. <laughs> we have our guest with us uh, today, joining us uh, on. This broadcast today is Evangelist Cynthia Diamond of Detroit, Michigan, and we're going to come to her and 
hear what she has to say on some things regarding church abuse, church hurt, and all single ladies, all the single ladies. So we'll take a quick break, and as soon as we come back, we'll be on the line with Evangelist Diamond. Be right back. I'm just honored to know him. 
Uh, let's see, ministry, I have, you know, I'm on YouTube. I've been on YouTube for about, let's see, over a year now. Um, I, I think July of 08, I began the YouTube ministry, and that's been a blast. I've met so many people around the world, and um, I just produce videos as the Lord sees fit. Um, I also uh, travel, and I speak from time to time when I do do um, speaking engagements and also uh, here locally in Detroit, and I also fellowship with a church here um, uh, here in Detroit. Um, and let's see, I think that's probably a nutshell. You know, I don't have an hour. I don't have. A, I need more than a, I need more than an hour to really tell um, about <laughs> my life. Perhaps trust I'll me. write a book about. Trust, trust me, I know. Uh, you know, you, you hit a chord with me when you say that you know you've been sold out for a young age now. Now, I accepted my call to preach when I was 12, uh-huh. and uh, that was over over 20 years ago, actually. You know? uh-huh. uh, and, you know, I was preaching in junior high school, high school, college, grad school. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, it was kind of kind of weird. Uh, I was able to do some of the things, but not everything, because everybody knows, you know, the preacher boy can't do all of this stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I showed him some stuff I could do, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... Uh, but you know, it, it's a wonderful thing that we we found out our relationship with the Lord at such an early age. But mm-hmm. how did you manage dealing with the uh, uh, the pressure of being a young Christian woman? Or how do you manage? Because you're still a young Christian woman. Right, 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 right. Uh, how do you manage with being with a, a young Christian woman in ministry and mm-hmm. uh, life? Right. That's a good question, um, especially in this day and age. You know, uh, I would say my number one uh, is focused on the will of God. As Jesus said, my meat and my drink is to do the will of God. And like I said, when I, uh, in 1997, when I was in high school, when I finally said, okay, now I want to be real with him. And real with him to me means I'm going to give you my life. And so, um that's how that's how I deal with peer pressure. That's how I deal with the living in society and different things like that. Is because my focus, I I have a heart to please the Lord. And that doesn't mean that I'm not tempted, but I but it just means that when temptation comes, um, I rely on the Holy Ghost, or let me let me let me use the 2010 term, the Holy Spirit. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I rely on the Holy Spirit um, to to enable me to uh, uh, come up out of that temptation or not give in to the temptation, just like the scripture says. Uh, when in temptation, he'll provide a way of escape. And um, so, you know, walking walking in this world is just a huge, big temptation. However, um, I'm focused, and I really love the Lord, and I desire to please him with my life. And with that, um, with that desire and that um, to please him, um, there's just a lot of things that I simply have made up my mind that's like it's not going to happen, you know. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. I'm, I'm, you know, I want to see Jesus at the end of the journey. I want to hear him say, "Well done," and um, so that's my focus. That's how that's 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 pretty much how I am living this life. Is because I'm focused on the Lord, and I really, really, and I don't talk the I don't talk the game, but I'm living it, and I really want to please the Lord with my life and to help others. To walk in victory, so uh, I tell you, Pastor, that's that's it. Just that focus and the love for the Lord, as the Bible says, "If you love me, you'll keep my commandments." And um, I realize that it's in Him that I live, move, and have my being, as Acts chapter seventeen, verse twenty-eight says. And um, so I, I I begin with Him. He is He. I am maintained by Him. And he'll sustain me until the end too. So that's oh, that's my focus. Uh, yeah, I, I completely understand what you're about it. That's a very good point. And um, I'm, we're going to start on this topic uh, since you kind of segued into it for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, now I've, I've seen your YouTube broadcast, and I tell you I, I've followed you uh, on YouTube, and some of the things that you post are absolutely fascinating. Uh, okay. You uh, you posted one what is hot and ready. Uh, oh, save, hot, save, yeah, save single, single, hot and, and ready, hot and ready for sex. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, your most recent, your most recent post, um, um, it's about 
black women in the church, and uh, if I understand it correctly, there's someone who wrote that the black women, that the church is keeping black women single. So I want you for a few minutes, in the, uh, while we have a few more minutes, uh, just kind of touch on that, and we're going to have a quick break, and we'll come back to that. Tell us okay. Uh, so that that uh, is it's a bid response, a two-part video response that I did to a woman uh, named Deborah Cooper. Uh, she is an unbeliever, and I'm taking it that she's been in the church, and um, I'm pretty sure she has experienced some church hurt. And um, and not only just church hurt, because sometimes we do use that as an excuse for when people want to speak out against certain things going on in the church building, um, that we always want to say, well, they sound bitter and hurt. And I do, I will say to a degree, she does sound hurt in the church, bitter and stuff, but she makes some valid points uh, as far as what's going on in the churches. But um, she, the title of the article was um, How the Black Church Keeps African-American women single and lonely. Wow. And um, right, that's, that's, that's a statement right there. Um, so uh, what I did was once I read her article, um, I just, uh, the undertones with me uh, in that article is she, is she sounds very feminist, first of all. And as I said, she's an unbeliever, too, um, talking on certain things. And um, um, she's going against the biblical patterns that God has set in place. Okay, now, hold, hold that thought okay. real quick. We've got to take a quick break. And we're going to come back to this discussion. Listen, feel free, all you guys who are listening, you can feel free to call us in on the line, dial 917-388-4293. Join us on the chat. Matter of fact, we'll still be chatting after the show is ending. So if you want to talk with Cynthia uh, 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 <laughs> uh, talk with Cynthia or myself, uh, join us on the chat line. We're going to take this quick break, and we'll be right back. Uh, and uh, she talks about how the leaders, 
and um, she she and she literally says I was reading some comments from certain people who disagree with her, and she literally says she you know uh, she, her focus is the men that's running these churches are the reason why these women are um, single and lonely. What they're doing, how they keep them um, out of the home, um, even if they have a husband <laughs> or something like that, how they keep them out out of the home. They're always at the church. Um, and uh, she talked about four different types of men that's in the church, and I can't remember the fourth one, um, but I know the uh, it was one that uh, she was saying that these are the men that you can find in the church. She said they're uh, either gay, gay men, yeah. or under, or um, down, uh, let's see, undercover, or down, what is the word? Down low. Uh, down, yeah, down low men. Uh, she said the men, uh, another group that's in the church is those who are on the 12-step program. Oh, wow. Um, and then she said the other ones are like the um, uh, old players. You know, they, they have played all of their life, and now they're older men, and now they want some young woman to come in and take care of them and, uh, you know, uh, when they're, as they get older and different things like that. And she has another group, but I can't um, – I don't have the article before me, but she did say another group. Pro- probably the creditors, <laughs> the one who goes to church just for the women. Oh, you know what? That's maybe it is. Maybe I'm pretty sure that probably has something to do with it. Um, and so she, you know, and she tells you, she tells all these women that uh, she gives them advice as far as what to do now. Uh, so since you have those men in the church now, she tells you that if you want a man, a, a man, man, a real man, she she tells the. She tells her audience that you will not find a real man in the church building. That's what she says. If you want to find a real man, she said he will not be sitting in a church building on a Sunday. He will will be uh, wherever the sports are playing, go to a bar to find a man, go to the, uh, you know, a sports stadium, go to, you know, go to where real men hang out. And then she also advises those, she says that, you know, uh, the Christians are in a box. You know, it's okay to date outside of your faith. Two can two can agree, even if they have different foundations. Two can oh, agree. Um, and um, she also, and she makes a she also has another point in her um, article, and she says uh, to come up out of the box of um, black women. Sometimes they have an issue with coming out of the um, um, dating out of their race. And so she tells the people to step out of the box and to entertain those of other, you know, nationalities and things. So it's a very interesting article. And as I said, um, uh, she makes some uh, valid points as far as a lot of stuff that's going on in these crazy, crooked churches. But I do not agree with her that, you you know, all the real men are not in the, um, oh, the yeah. church building. You know, that's, that's crazy. Come on. And I, and I for sure know that all the real men are not sitting and hanging around in bars. Yeah, that's um, well, Right. Especially, well, not those who, you know, the, who, um, the Christian women, the women of God should be interested in. Let me say that. And um, then she, as I said earlier, she talked about, uh, going outside of your faith. Now, how, I'm trying to figure how that out. How how would that work? You have a two-headed foundation. Amos three or three strictly says, "How can two walk together unless they agree?" That it makes no sense. What what and, was your direct rebuttal to uh to most of her accusations or her recommendations? Well, well her uh, she was basically saying it's the men that's running these churches that's keeping. Uh, the pe- the women single, black, and lonely. How, how I'm sorry, single, black, and single and lonely. Um, <laughs> what they're the different things that they're teaching them. Um, she, I, be- I believe she's trying to say that what being taught is not enabling the women to 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 be wives and to go um, um, to to you know to not be single. It's actually disabling them and keeping them single and lonely. So she's talking about um, the different teachings that's going on. How how some of the women, you know, they really look up to the pastor, and it's all about the pastor. So if they do have a man, you know, it's pretty much, you know, the church is my life now instead of, you know, um, your relationship, your family, different things like that being your focus now. So, And, and, uh, and, and what, what do you say to that? Um, and you're single, you're in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you well, say to that? Well, my my. My, the basis of my video response to her article was the, was the fact that we cannot blame shifts. Um, yes, women make up a you know majority of the numbers in the churches in the church buildings today, 
Um, however, um, um, there are things that's in my control. If I want to be found by a man, because we know that the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing, I have to make one of the things I have to make myself findable. You know, and I have, and when, and 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 then I need to be able to attract the the, the certain type of man that I would like in my life. Um, um, so if I if I if I'm single, then I need to be taking this time to develop myself, to get into the Word more, to to love on the Lord more, for Him to grow me up all the more, so that when a real man of God comes, that I don't lose Him. Okay, and then we, you know, we we have to part because I'm not ready. Um, so my, my, my basis is we cannot blame shift. Yes, we can, you know, I believe that there are certain things going on in these church buildings today that can that play a role in the state of a lot of the people in the church building. But at the end of the day, it is our decision. Whatever actions we take, it is, uh, we are responsible for that. When, you, when, when we were kids, that's one thing. But as a grown, I mean good and grown people, mm. we are responsible for our actions. So if you're a pastor or a leader or whoever is telling you all kind of crazy stuff and keeping you bound and all this foolishness, then that, at the end of the day, that's your fault for staying in mess and foolishness. Uh, we need to be getting into our word more, mm-hmm. uh, uh, listening to what, uh, listening to what the Lord says about leaders, what's going on with them, and um, and not being so gullible and uh, biblically illiterate. Um, and um, that's that's my basis for her whole thing, and okay. uh, just that we need to take responsibility and the fact that when she she doesn't like submission, I heard oh, her actually. Lord. I heard her act, right, yeah, right. I heard a, her. That's like a cuss word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, and you know she really someone. Uh, I think a man was telling her, you know, that it's no, it's, it's not a problem with women submitting. And her response to him was, you know, she used a curse word. She said, "F submission. Submission is bad." Uh, and yeah, you know, that's, yeah. that's a part that's, of that whole feminist, you I've know, that, that whole feminist, whole <laughs> feminist thing. And and the, the, it really comes down to it. If she's an unbeliever, and I and I'm a believer. We really can have a real dialogue because everything that I know, what dictates to me, is the word of God. So if every, if I tell you, if I tell her, okay, look, the Bible says, you know, this, the Lord says a woman is supposed to be submissive to her husband, blah blah blah. You know, she has a, she's gonna have a rebuttal against that. You know, she believes that you know Christians are brainwashed and all this other, you know, all of this yeah. other things and. That was my, you know, the reason why I made the video is because it really wasn't about, because you hear a lot of people have their own different opinions and stuff about singles and all this stuff. But when she began to, you know, talk about um, the, the roles of women and different things like that um, and um, just her undertones, her feminist undertones, that's when I, that's when I did my video response oh, okay. because I felt she was coming against the biblical patterns and um, principles and things that God himself set in place. And we already know that that's, that's happening. It's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen. The world is against the biblical way that the Lord will have us to live. So I, that's, I, I that's my agree. main reason. I, I got to break in here. We got to take a live break. We're on live with Evangelist Cynthia Diamond. And uh, Cynthia Diamond, she's the founder of Seeking His Face International Ministries of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, she's also a YouTube commentator and her, if you ever want to see any of her videos, you go to YouTube under Lady Lovely Locks. <laughs> right? Is that right? Yes. All yes. right. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back because I want to get to the heart of the matter. Uh, she wrote a blog uh, post. She did a post about church abuse, church hurt, and we want to talk to that. We'll be back right after this. <laughs>
interested in losing weight? Or do you know someone who may be interested? I'm sure you've tried many diet products before. We have a program to help you lose up to 30 pounds in 30 days. And it will give you all the nutrition you need. I love it. And you're going to love it too because the best part is you won't be hungry. You can eat what you like. You won't have to go to special meetings. You'll have great energy. Call 1-800-208-6561 and learn how to get those pounds off. Call today or visit www.zeedsforliving.com for more information. Okay, we're back with Evangelist Cynthia Diamond. This is Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. I keep forgetting that. Y'all, I'm still learning how to do this stuff, okay? So work with me, work with me, work with me. <laughs> Feel free to join in the conversation. Uh, you can call in at 917-388-4293. You can uh, follow us on Twitter. You can email us at ltneal at cox.net. Uh, you can chat with us. We're online. You can chat with us. You can Skype. Do whatever. And just join in the conversation. And as the show ends, once the show is over, we'll still be on the chat line so you can come on. And if you have any more comments or anything you'd like to talk about or any show suggestions, you can do that. Call us, text us, email us, whatever. You know, this technology stuff is just phenomenal. We have Cynthia Diamond on the line. We've been talking with her. She has. She's a YouTube commentator. She's the founder of Seeking His Face International Ministries. I'm putting a plug in for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, and uh, we we were discussing uh, our last segment about how the black church keeps black women single and lonely. And she has a, a video post about that. If you want to go to it, you can go to YouTube, uh, uh, look, search Lady Lovey Locks, and she has that. But what I want to talk about is she has a series on her YouTube channel that's called Church Hurt Spiritual Abuse. And I, I, I've, I've listened to it, and I'm telling you, she said some very interesting things. And I just want to, uh, Cynthia, if you don't mind, if you would just um, give us a, a reason, give us some insight about this Church Hurt Spiritual Abuse. Uh, what brought about it? and Why did you do it? What is it addressing? Okay, um... Well, first of all, I believe, you know, a majority of the people in the church um, has experienced uh, some kind of church hurt, um, abuse in some way, fashion, form, uh, either from those in the um, leadership or, you know, or from those within the congregation. Um, and so that's, that's one of the reasons why I did it, because it, it is something that we've all experienced. What, what, do, you my, mean, what do you mean by Church hurt or church abuse or spiritual abuse. Well, for those know, of us, for those of my listeners who have absolutely no idea, you know, they just go mm-hmm. to church and they go home. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, well, first, uh, I so when I say church hurt and church abuse, I mean um, uh, uh, being, let's see, being, let's see, harmed in any kind of way, shape, fashion, or form by within the church building within. And not only within the church, because, you know, church also means the body of Christ as a whole, mm-hmm. but um, it, it could be, you know, it can be slander, it can be, you know, emotional abuse, it, you know, sometimes it might mean physical abuse, it can also mean sexual abuse, it can mean uh, manipulation wow. uh, from the leadership uh, or those in the congregation, um, let's see, even, you know, using, and that will be under manipulation, using the word of God in a way that's um, out of context, out of, you know, just to do, just to, um, you know, promote the, a person's agenda. Oh, my God, I've been spiritually abused. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So that's why I say, you know, majority of us have been hurt or abused in some kind of way, shape, or form. Um, um, but my base, I wanted to take a different route with this because you, when, I, when I hear about church hurt, it's always, you know, come up out of the churches and, you know, they're, you know, they're all corrupt and everybody's wrong and nobody's reading the Bible right and they all want to manipulate you and all of these different things like that. Or they're all pimps. (laughs) Right, okay. All of them. So I wanted to do this in a, and I I, I strategically, uh, after much prayer and studying, I wanted to do this um, to, 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 you know, shed light on abuse, but also now, 
that we shed light on abuse, now what are we going to do about it? We're going to grow up now from the abuse. We're not going to stay in a position of hurt. We're not going to run from all those in leadership. We're not going to run from the body of Christ anymore. We're going to sit still. We're going to, uh, 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 you know, accept that we've been hurt, realize that we've been hurt, and now we're going to do something about it, and we're going to grow up. So that's the way that I took it. It wasn't a fact, you know, as I said, the normal route is this is what's happening, you know, let's leave and run, run, run. No. Well, what we're going to do about it, and I want to say, really, the, the, uh, I had an experience that really caused me to uh, produce this series because I've been hurt in the church many numerous times, especially growing up in the church. Yeah. Uh, so I, I literally could have did, you know, I could have did the video when I first uh, got on YouTube, but it was the Lord's will for me to do it uh, this year because I was visiting a church here in Detroit. And um, at the recommendation of one of, I have a friend, uh, one of a friend contacts that I had in high school, and um, and I was looking actually for a church home, and uh, she asked me to come over to visit her church, and I was there for a, a few months, uh, you know, some months just visiting, um, different things like that, and um, and it was just a lot of red flags was being raised, and I was asking all type of questions, but. You know, it was always, you know, like a one of the questions is, well, why, well, why do the, you know, why, why, why is this going on? And it was always, well, the members, that's the the members, they all like that. They that's why they do that. You know, they're just rebellious or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I had all these red flags coming up, and I was asking questions, but every, but the the people who, you know, they never would, you know, give me a direct answer, or they were always blame shift. And anyway, make a long story short, um, toward my end of toward the end of me visiting there, um, 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 it was some things going on. And you know, you're going to have some people just because they're in the church building. That does not mean that everybody's saved. That does not mean that everybody loves the Lord. People come, you know, everybody yeah, come to ex- church. Exactly. At some point, Christmas, Mother's Day, Easter, the church is packed. New Year's Eve, you know, so um, so you have all types of people. But it was. Uh, one one particular incident, it was a woman in the church that was, uh, you know, she's been there for all her life. She she appeared to, you know, really, I don't know, really be there and really involved with the right hand of the pastor, and she became pregnant. Now, she's not married. She's an older lady. I'm not talking about a teen. Mm. I can deal with that. This is an older lady. I mean, like, almost 40 years old, okay? And so that, I'm like, you know, so I asked some questions, like, okay, well, what's the, come on now, what's what's going on? What's the deal with that? And one of the questions that just came up out of my spirit, it was, I was not thinking about it. I was not, you know, you know, not no conspiracy theory. One of the questions that came out of my spirit was, uh, could this be the pastor's baby? And that question opened up a whole door because of how people responded to it. It wasn't like, you know, if my if somebody asked me if a woman in my church gets pregnant and somebody say, Is it pastor's baby? You know, my first mom, no. What is what pastor is Mary? What what are you talking about? Well, no. You, you'd be surprised. I you know, <laughs> I I've sat on the pastors that had adult had mistresses, had uh mm-hmm. had all of that. Uh I as a pastor I I know how it is to easily get entrapped, you know, almost right. getting trapped into that. Um mm-hmm. Uh, which leads me to this next thing. You talk about um, two things in that in, in that series. You talk about uh, you have one in defense of the church prostitute, and um, I'm sleeping with my pastor. <laughs> so you kind of yes. segued into that. Right. Uh, talk right. a little bit about that. We have a, about two and a half minutes before we have to go to another break. So okay, uh, check as much as you can in that time, and then we'll go to break and we'll uh, start wrapping up. Okay, so when I asked that question, um, uh, like I said, it opened up a whole bunch of, uh, you know, just more questions, more questions, and come to come to find out, I'm not for sure if that's the pastor's baby or not, but come to find out it's just a whole bunch of mess. The pastor is uh, sleeping with the women in his church, um, and it's a big cover-up. Everybody knows, but they still remained in this church. They knew it all, it, and he always preached on grace, 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 grace the Lord. You know, if it wasn't for the Lord, you wouldn't be where you are, grace, grace, grace. And at the end of the day, I realized that that's why he preached how he preached, because he was full of foolishness and mess, and those people were just 
They knew all of what his, he was doing, and they were still sitting in that church. And so that's how this series came about, and that's how I produced it based on that, and that's the reason for those two uh, particular vids that you just mentioned uh, in defense of the church prostitute and um, I'm sleeping with my pastor came about and we'll I'll get more into that after the break. All right. Uh, before we go to this break, you know, I you know I came out the Baptist church and there's a lot of that going on. And, well, that's a lot of going on in a lot of churches. Right. Um, right. And from a pastor's perspective, I know how easy it is. I mean, because you get all the attention, you get all the, right. you know, they want to make sure you look good, you got the best suits, you know, you're sitting in the front pew and all that, you get a lot of attention. And, you know, not defending those pastors who, who do that. I've been young. I, I was a young pastor, and I, I can tell you, I can, I can admit to doing some of those things. Uh, mm-hmm. But thank God for deliverance. <laughs> right. But, um you know, there there are a lot of members who are actually tolerating any and everything that their pastor do, and I don't know why, but, you know, that's the way it is in the black church. We defend our preachers, uh, and they're using this touch my, not my anointed thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, that's a whole different. <laughs> that's the favorite, favorite slogan, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no yeah. more. Yeah. All right, let's go to break, and we'll be right back. More with Cynthia Diamond after this. Jesus exposed people. Paul exposed 
the apostles exposed people. If you read in the Bible, not only did they expose when they and they said false prophets and false leaders will come in among you and they will, you know, uh, entice and, and be with the silly, weak-willed women. And in Second uh, Timothy chapter three, he talks about that. But not only did they do that, but they mentioned names. <laughs> they mentioned people names in the yeah. Bible, okay? Yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul made mention that. to yes, he mentioned these men's names so that they know to stay clear from Markham, so you can stay clear from them. And now, you know that that the the most famous one is when Paul confronted Peter in Galatians. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and you you are very, you are very correct with saying you know we're 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 condoning foolishness. The world laughs at us. You know, they barely want to be a part of the body of Christ because of how we act and all the foolishness is going on. And then not only is the foolishness in the local church, but now we got to have foolishness on national news going on in the body of Christ, all this foolishness going on. And we need to have more accountability in the churches. Yeah. And we need to, you do. And I, now when I say expose, I do believe there is a way that you need to do what tells us. If there's something going on, go to that brother. If that's not happening, okay, bring somebody else. Okay, at the end, okay, we're just going to bring you out in front of the church now. So there is a way that the that the, the pattern that the Lord says in place, so I do believe you have to do everything in decency and order. But there needs to be some people that's on the wall, watchmen, that's sounding the alarm saying, stay, mark them, stay clear from them. It is messed. It is foolishness. Not only that, but it's the, not only just the leadership, but there's some people in these congregations that I'm sorry. I'm not actually. I'm not sorry to say this. That they, their number one goal is to corrupt or to get with the leaders. They that is their position. That's the reason why they come to church. That's the reason why the women dress a certain way, put on the breast all out and the mm. and the and the tight skirts and and even certain men. They come that their purpose is just to seduce. And just to you know that that's that, and we just have to be honest with that that there that is some of the people when they come that is their mango it's not the word it's not the fellowship it's coming to seduce and to let, let me um, ask you let, I'm down. sorry to interrupt you let me ask you this mm-hmm. question since there's there's been a a change a shift you know we have more women in ministry now than we did twenty thirty years ago um, how do you think this that that has affected this this area. Uh, uh, as more women, and I know from experience, you know, as a pastor, I, most of the women in ministry that I know are single, uh, mm-hmm. including women pastors that I know they're single. Um, and what is that, how do you think that plays into this? How does that play into this this whole thing? Uh, as far as the, the, the more women and they're being single? Yes, the more women, the more women being single, and I'm talking about ministers too, you know, women ministers. Uh, playing into this, you know, or maybe I'm maybe, maybe not making <laughs> it as clear as a uh, from from my from my perspective. Uh huh. Would you think that uh, this the shift from uh, as as more women enter ministry has that diluted the problem or has that kind of widened the problem, made it greater with uh, the the issues that are facing uh, you know sleeping in the church, sleeping with pastors and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I I I I've never thought about that, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's it could have added, it could have. I don't, you know, I I I guess when I look at this whole issue that's going on, I'm not putting it on just the women or the men. I think it's a co, you know, a collective thing. It's it's um, uh, but then again, I guess if you have um, more women in leadership and different things like that, um, um, I'm thinking about you know like the structure. And um, you know, I'm not for sure. All I can say with that is when <laughs> yeah, I, I think about it, I'm thinking one. about a, I'm thinking about a collective. Yeah. Um, it's a collective problem, and not just. But I'm per, Yeah, I'm just trying to think now. If you would have, if you would have said that in any other area, but I'm just thinking with this one. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't know. Hey, I can honestly say that I just look at it as a collective effort. I, just, I never looked at it as just men or women in the different. Yeah, I, I, we have about two minutes left, so I want to start wrapping up. I, I, you know, I, I, I posed the question because I don't think a lot of people really look at it from that perspective. Me yeah. being a pastor and a male, and I'm seeing it, 
you know, I, I'm seeing that they're struggling more in that area, and you know, coming to terms with that myself too. You know, not uh-huh. that I've done that anything like that. I'm just saying that uh-huh. uh, I question that sometimes. How does that contribute? Listen, uh, can you tell us how we can get in touch with you if they want to invite you to speak uh, a little bit more? Uh, give your contact information out, uh, email. Yeah, let's keep it that email and all of that. Yeah. Uh, you can email uh, you can email the ministry Seeking His Faith International Ministry at s h f i n t l at hotmail dot com. Uh, of course, you can always find me on YouTube. And I, like I said in '08, I created this channel really just to do regarding my hair and different things like that. But it is involved, so I probably have to branch out and open up another channel. But for now, you can find me at youtube dot com forward slash Lady Lovely Locks, that's L-A-D-Y, Lovely, L-O-V-E-L-Y, L-O-C-S. You can also contact me on um, the phone, uh, 313-401-9556. All right, thank you, Cynthia. You've been listening to Evangelist Cynthia Diamond of Seeking His Faith International Ministries here with Pastor Neil on Zero Today. Catch us again for another episode next week. If the Lord wills and allows, we will be back here having fun as always. God be blessed. Take care.